0: till we're all growing a beard
1: a man's face should never be bare we just want some facial hair we're anticipating yeah everyone's waiting for beard. well hey good morning everybody this is uh behind the beards and on behind the beards we pull the curtain back take a look behind the scenes and try to reveal the things that you need to know about your ministers, your ministry leaders. I am Joshua Fowler, Preaching Minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And uh, joining me in just a minute will be Aaron Partlow, who is in Longview, Texas. Um, Aaron, Aaron is here. He's just not exactly here. Oh, there he comes. Too soon. There we go. Sorry Um that. Nah, all good. Kids come first. Uh, When when a kid shouts from one of the back rooms, you got to go because you never know what's coming next.
0: (laughs) Well, he kept yelling, hello, hello. And I was like, are you talking to me? And I walk in and he's got his play cell phone. And he's like, oh, no, I'm on the phone, dad. (laughs) Sorry, my bad. Excellent.
1: Oh, man. I love – we do not capture uh, imaginations nearly like we should. Um, And, man, sometimes dealing with little kids and seeing – the way their minds work, just uh, it's pretty cool. So, right, that's awesome. How's things going uh, in your world? Got a big, uh, got a big event coming up in a couple of days, man. How's the planning going? Do I? Uh, that's I... what I've heard. Christmas it's in just, July. That's a pretty big deal. It's
0: just never. It's not even on my mind, to be honest. Not even, <laughs> not even worried about it at all. Yeah, we have our first ever Netsus Day Northeast Texas Summer Youth Series. That Pine Tree Church of Christ has never like as officially as we have a lot of members who have been involved in NetSys over the years, but the church itself has never been involved at Netsis. And so, um, I like kind of jumped in and I was like, sure. Yeah, we'll join this group of youth ministers who get together and do stuff together. That sounds great. Uh, and then all of a sudden now we are hosting this youth rally, um, at our church. So about a hundred teens, not, not super big, but about a hundred teens. Uh, I think a hundred teens to be honest is a good size group. Like, when you get over that size, like, it starts to be, like, you know, you have to, like, be some top-tier stuff. But if you stay right <laughs> around, like, that hundred, like, you can do some fun stuff. And, and you're big enough where it's fun, but you're small enough to where you can still break off and, and do some other stuff. So, yeah, but our theme is Christmas in July. I have a professional Santa coming. Um, and we're going to put them in front of a green screen. And our my photographer uh, is going to superimpose some... Um, uh, beach scenes behind people as they take pic- pictures with Santa as they're getting there. So we're excited about that.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm excited for you. I'm not super excited that um, I'm missing this. Oh yeah, well, you can uh,
0: come. I, can... I got the airman. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's Some true. Wednesday night after church. Um, and just hang out for Christmas in July. If you haven't had a chance, go to Aaron's profile and watch the uh, promo video. <laughs> It was. Um, I but can awesome. tell. Uh, you know the uh, the that bass track that's on there. You know the little beat that rolls behind that's you. Right, it just it just takes it right over the top, man. It was really it was really well done. I hey, was impressed.
0: You either do it right, or you do it impressed.
1: wrong. That's right. <laughs> One or the other. One or the other. Oh. Doing. What about you? That's good. We're doing well, man. It's. Are you uh, ever
0: going to explain your hat on the podcast? Or are you just going to let My hat? Me?
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. This is uh... – we had more important things to talk about last week, and it's hard to do with a guest. But last week I had the Playeros de Harrisburg, which is a minor league, um, an alternate uniform for the Harrisburg Senators. Mm. Um, and Jeez. this is from the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, and they play as the Vigigantes um, what it's names? the uh, I know, right? But this is the uh, minor league affiliate with the uh, New York Yankees, hmm. and so when we take trips, we pass by little minor league ballparks. I have started collecting minor league baseball caps, and these are their Latin American team names that they use. Um, very collectible, bright colors, and definitely conversation starters. Yeah, for sure, Jody. My daughter calls this one the uh, Joker Dragons. The Joker Dragons. because <laughs> she can't say Vigantes. So
0: mine is. Uh, I always wear my hats backwards, so it doesn't matter like what swag I'm rocking. Um, but I, I recently got to purchase a City of Gladewater hat, which made me really excited because that's where we live and. We thought like, you know, we'll buy a house in Gladewater and then a couple years we'll like we'll look for another house and we'll move closer to the church and after being here for about like four or six months, I don't know how long we've been here. Seems like forever. We actually really like Gladewater. Like it's a Mm -hmm. little nuisance driving into town all the time. But like our streets really quiet. We really like all of our neighbors. Everyone in town is like, Oh yeah, the power went out for like three hours the other day and all this like stuff and like our Wi-Fi and our power hasn't gone out at all since we've been here um so we haven't had any of those kind of problems so we might be uh we might be living in Gladewater Gladewater Water longer <laughs> than um uh, than we initially thought cuz it's it's pretty nice.
1: We have a sweet walking trail right behind your uh Oh yeah. behind your backyard as well so that that just makes things better. It's it's just give you a reason to go outside.
0: Yeah. And I think it's growing like I think we just drove by, like there's actually the Lake Lake Gladewater and they just built a whole bunch, like 20 A-frame houses, really nice, cute little like first homes. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of people are kind of moving out here. So I think it's a growing city, uh, which would be really cool. So.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, the next caps I order for behind the beards, I will make sure they are fitted and they have a logo on the back so you oh, can boy. wear them. Yikes. And still, uh...
0: I actually don't know that I like fitted hats. Um, <laughs> Because I don't know what size my head is, so I don't think I've ever gotten one that fits my head right,
1: and then they get me headaches. Based on the uh, way that that one is uh, situated there, it's probably large. <laughs> um, Thank
0: you. I have been told I have a big head. so
1: Yeah, for more than one way.
0: Right, right. yeah.
1: Oh, man. Well, uh, before we get too deeply into how big our cap sizes are and you know where that may take us. Yeah, that would uh, that would digress quickly. Um, we're going to be wrapping up uh, our conversation on burnout and depression today. Yeah. Hopefully, some some practical things. I'm, I was hoping to have one of my uh, actually certified clinical counselor friends come on, but none of them were were available for the next few weeks. So, and I did not want to talk about depression for too much longer. I'm, that's true. It's kind of crazy.
0: I did tell people we were getting out of depression, and so they were kind of excited right. uh, for us. But um, I think they misunderstood. You know, I think uh, this has been a really revealing couple episodes for me personally. Uh, because the more we talk about this, like, the more I realize that there have been moments in my youth ministry where I've been close to that edge. Uh, you know, where where looking back in retrospect, I can go... Whoa, like that's that's these are things that like I were happening to me, you know, right? Like, um, and a lot of this stuff because we've been doing a lot of reading. Josh sent me links, he's got three or four links in our notes today. That last night I was reading over, and this morning, even I was reading over uh before my morning TikToks. And uh, (laughs) and and I was like, this is uh, like this is some real stuff, and this is some serious stuff, and I know that people struggle and go through depression and and it is it is something that we need to be better at talking about uh and it's one of those things where we need to be better at talking about so that we can support and love on each other and it's the same thing uh for ministers as well is we are not immune we're not immune to getting our feelings hurt we're not immune to um you know feeling those pressures of life and we're not uh, immune to uh being in that depression state so
1: no, and I think one of the things that we have to do as um, as leaders, one of the ways you can help remove the stigma of uh, mental health is just by talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I even have uh, you know a couple friends here at the church who, you know, one of them asked me the how things are going, and I told them I said, you know, I'm, I said I don't really want this to sound dramatic, you know, like I'm on the verge of doing something drastic or anything. I said, but I'm just kind of in a in a pattern of depression right now. Um, right. you know, when I get home, I just want to go to bed and I want to turn the lights off. And I want to go to sleep. Um, you know, nothing is fun. I don't really enjoy being around people. I want to be alone. I, I want to just go into a dark corner and just pretend like nothing else, else exists. Yeah. Um, and it's not any, wasn't anything particular that anyone had done, but just accumulation of things where I was just, um, so worn out i didn't realize how spiritually and emotionally drained you know i was but being able to look at that and really call it what it is and not just say oh you know i'm a little tired i'll be okay but to really admit that we go through these um cycles of of depression yeah um and and being able to put that out there and even as as a leader of people as someone that people look up to whether they you know should or shouldn't we can we can debate that but because of our position we naturally have people who are, are looking at us in that way mm. um, it can become very tempting to just press all that down in and not let them see that vulnerability yeah um, but talking about it and uh, calling it by name and not beating around the bush I mean, it's just one of the ways that we can kind of bring us to this place and and hopefully that's that's kind of what we've or it's what we've tried to, to do here with this just begin talking about it and and let people know this is a real thing and uh, we need to be upfront and honest about it before it bites us in the rear
0: yeah i mean that's 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 truly it trying to remove this stigma is um i mean just it is what it is uh i mean i know a lot of um i know a lot of ministers who use like uh, christian counseling uh and, and on a regular basis like once a month they go and just talk about Um, you know, ministry and talk about those kind of stuff just to keep them in a healthy state. Um, You know, I always, um, I always go on the line of whether or not I want to increase my education and get more into uh, a counseling state and see if that would, you know, make me feel more prepared and other (laughs) things like that. Or if like I enjoy being able to say, Hey, this is within my realm of being your youth minister what you're going through is i want to pray for you in order to be there for you spiritually but like, we need to pull somebody in who is uh more trained in this area or is a better fit because i am just uh sometimes it's nice to say i am just a youth minister like i am just a youth minister and i'm I want to be here for you and support you in your spiritual walk in your spiritual aspect. And I know Satan attacks us all in different ways. Uh, and there are things that I'm equipped to be able to help guide you through and, and pray for you and help you through. But there are some things that I'm not. Um, so.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. Um, well, as we kind of wrap up this, this conversation, I want to look, um, or we want to look at some things. Number one, we look at kind of what causes it. So we know, kind of where it begins, um, how we can recognize that we're maybe in a state of, of of depression, even mild or moderate depression, and then different ways that we can use to cope with it. And uh, we can go through these things. We're going to go through them rather quickly. I'll put the, the links to the, the resources that we use. One was from uh, helpguide.org, one was from Ministry Magazine, and one was from the Gospel Coalition. So um thought they were really a really good collection of information mm-hmm. to just kind of wrap this up and 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 put something all in, in one place. Uh, and I'll put those in the in the comments here after the after the show's over. So um but some of the things that kind of drive us in here, you know, maybe it starts with uh, unrealistic expectations. And that can be from the outside and that or that can be from ourselves. Sometimes, Sometimes you know I have
0: from ourselves for sure.
1: Sometimes I have expectations that other people just don't don't have of me. Um and sometimes I don't have a very realistic view of the what I can do. Coming up in like 2 days. <laughs> this is awkward.
0: I, I just talked about this with my co youth rally director uh yesterday was like I said I I'm this is the first time we've done a project together and I I said, I don't hold other people to these standards, but I hold myself to these standards of what I consider, like, worthy and what I want to put my time and effort into. And so, um, you know, some of my ideas that I have for our Christmas in July, like the whole fact that it's like a theme of Christmas in July, you know, and all of our games and all of our stuff. And they're like, whoa, like, this sounds like a lot. And I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, we can do it. It'll be good. Um, So... Like I feel like I'm like at a like a ten and everyone else is at like a five. Uh, and I need to I just have those kind of expectations and so to like perform and what I consider to be a home run um, and that kind of stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and for some people that's kinda of like getting a sip of water through a through a fire hydrant, right? Yeah. Where yeah. you know and, and maybe even for yourself it's like, oh no, I've done this before, but what you don't realize in this moment is that before um, even though you didn't realize that you had a team of people around you, um, you know, maybe in the moment it didn't feel like they did a whole lot, but you realize how much they actually did Yeah. when that's not there. Well, and when you're having to, or to...
0: they're used to that standard.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: You know, they're used to doing it that way and everyone's used to doing things different ways.
1: Um, and now you're having to explain all over again, what an encounter is, how we build them, how oh, they no, function, that you know, crazy. and. And so there's so much that you take for granted that that is present that isn't. And so you set these things up and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't do this, but I'm committed, so I have to. And maybe you think other people have an expectation that just isn't there. Um, there's also tension. Um, you know, ho- tension at home and that tension that exists because I have this... Like for me, I, I do so much during the day that sometimes when I go home, I just, I just don't want to do anything. And the thing is, there's stuff that needs to be done at home. Yeah. Um, the yard Always. still needs to be mowed. You know, the dishes, dishes still have to be done. <laughs> um, and so you have these obligations and, you know, there's tension there, you know, you know that exists. And that, that can be a cause as well. Cause now I feel pulled over here and I feel pulled here and this is my safe space. And because I am ignoring some things, now I've created some tension at home. Right. Um, And that little bit can kind of drive me into a place of, of difficulty. Uh, What about fear of failing, man? Does that, does that drive you? I never Uh, fail. (laughs) Okay. Moving on. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) no, I think fear of failing is a big one. And, uh, well, I want to go back. I want to go back. We're not going to skip over these that quick, sir, but tensions between family and church obligations. Like that's a really, like, I don't, um, there's a, there's this tension to perform, uh, and to, and to do things well. And, um, that can, it can be very, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I appreciated some elders that I worked with in the past. I, um, they i had not gone on a vacation in that like in two years that i was there uh at that congregation and they brought me into a room and they said aaron you do know you have vacation days and i said yeah Mm -hmm. i do yeah and they're like go on a vacation (laughs) like please leave um you know and and that's that family obligation of, yeah, I need to be able to unplug and go and be with my family and take some family time uh, and that kind of stuff. And uh, at the same way, uh, it's kind of like Sundays. Like, man, I don't know what it is about Sunday afternoon, but I crash. I crash hard on Sunday afternoons. And I have to have that afternoon to to kind of like relax and bring, bring myself back and that kind of stuff. But there can easily be like that tension between trying to, I always talk about it like spinning plates. Like it feels like mm-hmm. you're always spinning plates and, um, and trying to, trying to manage that. You know, I, I'm blessed to have a wife who enjoys being part of our youth ministry and doing all that. And of course it's morphing and changing, especially as our son gets older, at how much she can uh, be involved. Um, but like, you know, being a young married couple and doing youth ministry is a lot of fun. Being a married couple with a two year old, it gets a little bit stickier and it gets kind of harder because, and I know it's only going to get harder because, you know, Sam is going to want to play sports or whatever he's going to do, uh, whatever he wants to do, you know, uh, and I want to be a part of that just as mm-hmm. much as I want to be a part of uh, like the kids in the youth group and that kind of stuff. Well, probably more uh, for Sam's, but. And so that'll, that'll be interesting. Like I'm growing through this, you're growing out of it, you know, as your last one is about to graduate, but you're going to have some college stuff coming up and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, and so that's, it's, you know, how do you balance that? How do you get through that? And so that tension is real. And then that fear of failing, that's, this is what I was leading into. That fear of failing comes from that. Like I have a fear that I'm failing my family as a spiritual leader, um, and as a dad, as a husband, you know? Uh, because maybe I'm not as involved, maybe because I do get home and I am exhausted and I am tired and I just want to sit down um, and so uh, and not do anything. But um, I, not just to like throw all these negative things out there, but there are positive things. But because I have that fear of failing, like I know one of the ways that my wife and I have a really fun time together uh, is cooking, um, you know, and we mm-hmm. are weird. Weird when it comes to the food we like to eat, I mean, she'll just like open a cookbook and point to something. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So like we had borscht the other day uh, and it was Ooh. not good. Um, <laughs> but we we ate it. It was like a beet stew, you know? And uh, <laughs> But it was something that we did together and we experienced together and we had a couple bites and we're like, hmm, this tastes like stew uh, with beets, you know? And, uh, that's what it was. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we try to do like those fun things so that we have that energy together so that I don't feel like I'm failing, uh, my family, but that's where my fear of failing comes in. Um, I know I fail at youth ministry. Like I know I do that. And I follow my sword weekly and I tell people, Hey, I'm sorry. And I, I know I can't do it exactly the way you want, or exactly the way that you envisioned it. And so, you know, uh, but that fear of failing comes in with my family more than it does with work for me.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Thanks. I try to be. No, you don't. <laughs> that's true. Um, it's true. <laughs> um, that is where that's the fear of failing that I don't want to confront.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, there's this, for me, the fear of failure in ministry comes in, are people going to show up? Like I've poured all of myself Mm -hmm. into this thing and are people going to show up so much so that the morning of an event, um, I have found myself praying for a torrential rainfall. So I have to cancel. Oh, wow. Um, because I am just so afraid that I'm going to show up having planned for 300 people to be there and there's five. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, that... That kind of an expectation, it goes back to unrealistic expectations, right? And so I have defined success in one way in my mind that there is almost nothing that can live up to that. Oh, yeah. And so it just creates this, like, I just know that this is going to be less than what I intended for it to be and what I wanted it to be. Um, and what are people going to think about me the next time something comes around? Right. Because I have built this up. Um you know, that's the one that, uh, that I battle daily. Um, when I, when I think about the possibilities of failing at home, I just, I don't even want to think about it cause it just hurts, you know, yeah. but there is this fear and that fear continues to compel deeper and deeper and deeper issues of unrealistic thinking. Um, uh, because we then begin to elevate all the obstacles and minimize our successes. Right. Um, and, uh, and it drives us there. The The last one we'll talk about here before we move on to uh, some of the symptoms is this this loss of a sense of calling. Oof, it's, I, let's skip this one. I don't want to skip this to one it. where where my calling just becomes a job. Um, yeah. And that is really something um, that I struggle with as well. I, I just that? feel like I'm doing a job and I forget that God has called us to do something really special. What's
0: uh, that in phrase? The kingdom, so. That people always say, um, you know, if you do something that you love, you'll never win right. a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is scary when ministry becomes a nine to five. Like oh, it, is, it is, it is, it is scary when when that is when ministry is your job, or when it is it's run like a job, or that it's that it's it's taken away from this uh, of what it truly is and what it. And what are you, I mean, what a minister like is called to do, um, right. You know, uh, it's nice to like have those boundaries and those definitions, but like, it's also like, you know, um, it needs to be gray a little bit because there is a lot of gray in ministry of what I do and and when I do it and all sorts of stuff like that, because it is a calling, it's a lifestyle, it's not, it's not a job, um, and so this was the one that I was really thinking, like, uh, like I have been there. And COVID-19 really, like, it was hard. It was hard. This last year was so hard. And people don't, like, people realize, people say, like, oh, it was so hard for us. Um, but it was really hard for everybody. I mean, everybody was wrestling. Um, you know how hard it is to do youth group uh, on Zoom? And you know how hard it is when the kids don't want to be there, and you know how hard it is when you don't want to be there as well because it's Zoom, and um, like you are. I mean, I'm you're sitting there praying for a rainstorm. I'm sitting there praying nobody clicks the link, and that five so you could just turn it off. Five ten minutes after ten minutes max. If nobody's there, I'm like, all right, nobody's there. Click. You know, and Come I out. did that once at like eight minutes. I was like, oh, nobody showed up. It's fine. And then I got a text like, hey, is the classroom down? Like, is anyone like I can't get in? And I'm like, yes, class is canceled, <laughs> uh, you know. But no, like I would go up and I would I would do and it would be like a, a little Zoom class. But I mean, talking yeah, about like I mean, I lost my calling like during during COVID-19. Like it was so hard for me to, you know, I couldn't go and be with the kids. Um, you know, all I could do was like, text or video chat and like kids don't want to video chat with their youth minister. Like that's weird. Um, I don't know. Like it was just, it was hard. Like, what was I supposed to do? And you know, you write these lessons and you send them off to families and you don't know if they're really going over them or using them. Or if you're just putting all this effort into work, that's not being utilized or used. Um, so uh, I just, no. Like, And you can find yourself that way in ministry, just like in general, like whether or not you're a youth minister, whether or not you're a preacher, whether or not you're, you're anything in that, that loss of calling is, um, and what ministry truly is. I love, I I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm praying for one of our, our friends because here, I think next month, right. He's getting, he's taking a sabbatical and he's going yeah. to a, uh, like a monastery uh, for 24 hours, 48 hours or half a week or something. I don't know. It's a long time, but to be silent and quiet. Uh, and I, I like, I'm terrified that's, of doing something that scares like me. That. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, like how powerful and passionate is that to be able to go and fully recharge from like the true source and be like, that's right. What I do is not for me. I do it for God and I mm-hmm. serve this higher power and I'm doing it for God. And uh, like, and when you have that, when you, when I have to remind myself who God truly is, I remind myself what my calling truly is. And I realize that like the pain, the pain and the suffering and the struggling and the depression, that this is all part of it. And it's easy to look at biblical texts and to see, um, like when they go through highs and when they go through lows, right? Right. Like my favorite right now is isn't it Elijah, who's go and he's like he's like so cranky and he's so woe is me and God's like, uh, hey, here's some food, That's take right, a yeah. nap. Like, That's you right. You need to eat some food and you need to take a nap and then he wakes up and he's like, all right, everything's a little bit better now. And I'm just like, sometimes I just need God to be like, Aaron, here's some food and go take a nap. And it'll be fine in the morning. Uh, here's some
1: here's some goldfish in a pillow. Go, go right. take care of yourself. Yeah, that's right. Um, we have uh, you know, those are the things you know that can kind of drive us there. Uh, one of the things I think a lot is more important. They definitely are. Definitely. We could talk about um, them
0: forever. I mean, we, we don't want to.
1: I think we could talk about each one of these things for you know forty five minutes or more. It's kind of yeah. kind of hard, but. Um, we're gonna do a some of the
0: lifting th- episode next week for y'all. Oh yeah,
1: we're gonna have to like funny stories and jokes and stuff. Um, so, how do I know when I'm kind of getting into that place? What are some things that should kind of trigger me when it comes to trigger? Um, that's right. That should make me think. Hey, you know what? I really need to to check one of the check check myself out. I need to really do some self examination. Yeah. Um, and one of those is when the things that used to be fun for me right. become a chore. Um, I love working for the Parks and Rec. I mean, I do, you know, all the officiating and working with the kids, you know, and it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's just a couple of hours. Um, they give me, actually pay me pretty well for the two and a half hours I'm out there, which is kind of crazy. That helps. But it's fun, you know, it, it's fun to, to, to teach the coaches and to teach the parents and, you know, you're influencing the kids and then you see them in the grocery store and they say, Hey, it's my favorite referee, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so you see that you're, you know, actually Hopefully making an impact. Yeah. The other one, <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. Uh, um, but uh, you know, that's something that I really enjoy and it's, you know, physical activity gets me outside. Uh, but sometimes I find myself in a place where I'm like, Oh, I got to go there again. Um, and so when something that you enjoy um, a hobby Something that has always been of interest becomes, you know, something that I don't even want to do. The things that bring me joy, right? Um, you know, when I get into that place, I, that that should like set off little alarm bells in me that say, "Hey, um, you need to you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself," right? <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> um, it's one of the things that should should make us think.
0: Well, and then there's like this one. This one was. Now it's funny because this one's kind of tainted, but like that whole idea of like being tired uh, or fatigued or you don't have the energy to do that. Because now our first thought is not, well, maybe I'm leaning towards this depression, but maybe I have COVID. <laughs> you know, uh, um, but like this over tired, this over fatigued, not feeling recharged. Um, sometimes it's because we're not truly. Like resting, we're allowing these other things to cause these thorns in our side, or these things that you know we can't shut our mind off of, of of uh, off of. <laughs> uh, I can't talk today, uh, and all this kind of stuff. And so sometimes, like it can be like this tired and fatigued, which then leads to like having a low mood or being sad or um, being irritable irritable right that's that's (laughs) the one that like that's the big key like sometimes i can just be really irritable and my wife will be like aaron you need to go play some frisbee golf and i'll be like i don't want to go and then i'll go and play and you know i'll have fun the other day I i went and played and i played the worst round ever and I fell in the creek getting a frisbee, but I still had a lot of fun playing. And uh, and I mean, I was like waist deep in like this creek. It was. Gross. I saw the picture. It's true. Um, and it wasn't even my frisbee that I was getting. It was the guy I was playing with this frisbee. I don't know how that worked out.
1: I don't know how that worked out either. You would never go into the creek for one of my discs.
0: Never. Well, he was throwing my discs. So, um <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I can maybe get it with a stick, and then I got it with a stick, and then I went to go, like, pick it up from, like, where I had pulled it up, and the the ground just went, as soon as I put my body weight on it, and so I just, like, went, and then I kept going, because I didn't, it was like a, you know, six foot, three foot drop-off. So that was kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Irritability is a big, uh, a big red flag for me. Yeah. Um, and it's not just, I mean, look, I mean, we all have people in our life who we love dearly, um, but, you know, challenge us in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will get in moods where, like, anyone calls, anyone texts, and my first instinct is not, oh, hey, look, so and so's calling. We need to chat. But it's just a, oh, man, don't they what know I'm they working now? <laughs> um, and, you know, so everything just kind of triggers this moment in your mind of, Oh, again, someone else, I wonder what they need because everybody needs something. That's not true, but our minds put us in that place where, um, the simplest of things trigger that emotion. Um, that should be an indicator that there's something that we need to (laughs) to kind of move on and to check with. So Here's here's your sign. That's right. Um, you know, someone will say, you know, it, it's hard for me because and, and I think I've shared this before, but my wife is always like, why are you angry? I'm like, I'm not angry. Um, But in doing some personal inventory, I've discovered awesome. that.
0: Always angry.
1: Well, I, I everything comes through, you know, my gut. And so everything in me is expressed as some form of. of uh, of anger or depth of emotion, and so I have a lot of people that will say, "Hey, are you mad at me?" I'm like, "No, I'm not mad at you. Why do you think I'm mad at you?" Um,
0: uh, because the way that you just said because- that, like you were kind of angry, <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
1: and so you know, even but even that question should maybe go, "Okay, what have I done that has made someone think I may be upset with them?" Or if someone says, "Hey, are we okay?" Like, yeah, we're okay. Um. So, so just texts that
0: I send to Josh. Hey, are we, we good? We good?
1: We good? <laughs> it, it's not that often. Um, I guess it depends on how much we are together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why we have this. Um, so into the into the good stuff, I think. Man, let's uh, you know enough Ugh, of of symptoms. Thing of it. Into the, food, into the thing man. of man. You have been watching TikTok. I, it's too
0: much.
1: <laughs> oh 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 oh. Um. What do we do, man? Uh, how do we get out of this? Let me just say, it's, it's this is the last thing on our list. It should be the first thing on our list. Uh, just know that sometimes you have to join a support group, and sometimes you need to get professional help. Yeah. Um, in no way, shape, or form are the things we're talking about in avoidance of professional help. No. Uh, but when you find yourself in just those, those beginning moments, those mild moments of just a lowness, uh, mild depression, You know, what are some things we can do that help elevate our mood, that help us recognize uh, where we are, who we are, and what God is doing in our lives? So some coping mechanisms. going to fire us off? Uh,
0: I think that, like, having someone to talk to -to face-to-face, I mean, um, it's nice to have. Like, I I know, like, I have support groups through, like, Facebook and and group messages and other stuff like that. That helps. Um, I have some people that I can, um, you know, that, you know, Josh is one of them. Like I can call him up and I can talk and, and we can talk anytime about anything and he will shoot straight with me. I mean, that's what I like about Josh. So he'll be like, Aaron, you're a baby. Knock it off. Or uh, he'll be like, no, I mean, I understand there can be some frustration here, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but having that like face-to-face and someone that you can talk to is is super important and really great. Also, like I talk about it all the time is physical activity uh is is such a good way so josh like does that refing and stuff like that that gets him outside and active for me like i do some frisbee golf i like to play regular golf i i am a large man but i enjoy physical like activity i like to play sports i love and am addicted to frisbee golf and ping pong like those are the top two and soon i might be getting into pickleball i don't know like i've had a couple people really talk to me about that yeah. I uh, I'm interested in playing and seeing what it's like. It's a paddle sport. I like paddle sports, um, because I t- tend to be kind of good at them. So uh, we'll <laughs> that eye hand that. coordination, but that yeah, uh, that hand eye coordination with the paddle like goes well. Um, so physical activity is really good. But uh, so those are a couple things, and usually those go and I I say those together because usually those go hand in hand to me. Um, our preacher yeah. minister here at Pine Tree. Uh, you know, I, I, love Jody and we have a good friendship, uh, that it's, it's nice sometimes just to like take our ministry hats off, and go and be friends and play Frisbee golf, uh, and talk about things as we play uh, and laugh and make fun of each other and joke, uh, and that kind of stuff. And that gets me that face to face, but that also gets me that physical activity, uh, and compete and it's fun and compete. <laughs> I am so competitive. Um, it's true. Even in Frisbee golf. Like I am really competitive. Like people are like, oh, I'm not keeping score, and I'm like, oh, I know, but I am.
1: <laughs> we sat up at a Soul Quest at a ping pong table in the lobby of the apartments, and um, we got talking about that. That's fine. We got we got going, and someone was like, man, um, you guys are actually really playing. Is like, yeah, we're really playing. Yeah. Uh, because the there's point? something we about something about this uh this paddle and this stupid little ball that um brings out both the best and the worst in me maybe the um, worst in <laughs> me. Uh, face RPG of
0: games get get pretty vicious
1: they do and unfortunately the record is a little bit lopsided especially uh lately so That's i need a i need someone who can challenge me and make me like get better around here i just don't have that so
0: i am uh, i'm really striving for this undefeated record at at Pine tree so like i've been practicing with a couple of the really good teams, because I know there's some parents out there. So if you're a pine, tr- pine tree Indian, um, <laughs> I hope that we get to <laughs> cross <laughs> rackets uh, paddles one day, um, because I know there's some really good players, uh, some adults who are really good at playing. And um,
1: Yeah, would, that's would,
0: true. I, would it be wrong if I remodeled the teen room and I had a chalkboard? Just dedicated <laughs> to Aaron and his wins and losses.
1: Would, would it be bad? I don't think it would be bad. Would it be um, uplifting for your ministry? You got yes. you can only decide that. So I think so. And then I'll put it on a shirt. Um, one day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, scheduling that accountability is important um, because if we have learned anything about ourselves, it's that if we don't put it down and hold ourselves accountable to a schedule then you know it's too easy to overlook so when you have that face-to-face time that physical activity and put it on a calendar set it up you it's know, kind of one of the things this has done for for me and i think for you as well is that it's i know every tuesday morning comes and with only a handful of exceptions i know where i'm going to be at 10 o'clock on tuesday uh, and it's not because uh, necessarily you know hey Okay, one person will call us if we don't show up live at 10 o'clock on Tuesday. Your dad will be one like, hey,
0: person.
1: hey, That's true. I, I logged on. I got up early for this and you weren't there because he is on the West Coast. So, um, But uh, it's important for me because it is that point of accountability. And as important as what we talk about in the podcast is the things we talk about beforehand and the prayers that we have afterwards are, right. are as important or more so for myself personally, yeah. Um, just because it creates that place where I know every week, um, like you said, I've got someone I can come, I can talk to, talk about some things beforehand, but ultimately at the end, uh, we're going to pray for one another, um, and for another week, we can we can go to work, so um, scheduling that accountability is important. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, and yeah, I, like
0: is this, I know we say this a lot. Let me just jump in there real quick. Go uh, ahead. Like, I know we say this a lot. Like, I know that Josh is a preacher and I'm a youth minister, but when we're talking about this, we're talking about deacons and we're talking about elders. We're talking about ministry leaders. We're talking about people who serve constantly in the church as well, and even just members as well. Like, this, this, I know this seems like a very pointed episode for ministers and what we should do and what we should be looking out for, but this is a church health uh, issue uh, as mm-hmm. well. Like, and we are not, this is not an episode that is dedicated just to ministers. And as Behind the Beards expands and grows, like our episodes are, you know, we we try to stay within that realm of, hey, we're revealing things about ministers to you guys so that y'all have a better connection and so ministers seem more real. However, like a lot of the stuff we say, um, like it's as good for you as it is for us. Uh, and other stuff like that. And so if you're not doing this uh, as a Christian as well, like all of this is like very basic, very great like discipleship um, kind of things as well. And maybe you need to be the one that says, hey, I want to help keep you accountable, but I want you help keep me accountable and my spiritual life uh, and things like that. And for me, like, I don't know, when I read a lot of these, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be great if there was a small group that I could do this with weekly, you know, um, like, yeah, you do it with your church. Uh, and that's great. But if your church does like small groups, like this is what small groups are supposed to be, you know? Uh, and that kind of stuff, like they're supposed to be uplifting in a place where you can pull people in and be like, Hey, let's, let's grow in our faith community together. Uh, and, and don't be afraid. Fear is the biggest stopper for all of this. You know, don't be afraid to be real with somebody and to say I'm not okay, or that I'm struggling, I'm wrestling right now. So sorry, I just wanted to really throw it's, that it's in important. there for people to to really understand and know that, like, yeah, we're talking about ministers and minister health, but this this goes for you, y'all as well.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's true, and it's good because it is a um, it's a it's important to understand what happens in your inner ministry leaders, but you know, it is so broadly um, applicable. Um, you know, the last thing I had was one that was kind of, kind of a weird a thing to say, especially to a group of ministers, which was, right. Hey, go serve someone. I'm like, what do you mean? That's my life. And he said, no, serve someone outside of your normal pattern. So a lot of us live lives of service. And so when they say, Hey, you need to be of service to someone and that will help you. Um, and, but when you're thinking, man, I'm already serving people here and here and here, it's a part of my job. It's a part of this. It's like, no, get out of your normal routine. Um, you know, go downtown to the, to the food bank, go to the homeless shelter. Um, do you something know, just with your neighbors, do something with your neighbors and in your neighborhood. Hey, call your HOA and ask them how you can help. Um, yeah, this is something that is outside of your normal pattern of service. Um, To see, you know, the impact that serving people really makes because we can get so blind to our impact, the impact we have with the people that we are serving regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so getting outside of that really helps um, not just not just increase your mood, but increase your awareness of the impact that our actions have on others.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, So that's a that's what I got, man. You got anything else on that or anything else we missed over?
0: I feel like I kind of rushed the behind the beards moment there, but, uh,
1: um, Oh yeah. We'll just, we'll just repeat. Um, we'll just repeat. Hey, for what
0: our behind the beards moment is. Uh, Oh,
1: I guess I didn't have a behind the beards moment listed. Cause I felt like this was all kind of one big, massive moment. So that's right. One. that's why I left that out. Moment. No, that's, that's, you that gave us one good. anyway. Uh,
0: by the way, a uh, reminder to you all, please like, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, uh, send us suggestions to our email. Um, we really enjoy getting emails from y'all. So if you if you have any comments or anything like that, uh, send us an email. Um, uh, you can find all that on our Facebook page. Like and share us. Uh, send us around. We're on all the podcasting apps as well. Um, we love you guys. We do this for ourselves, uh, and we do it also uh, for the church as a whole. Um, I don't know. We, we enjoy what we do. Uh, and we like to get that feedback if you guys also enjoy uh, what we do. Um, but yeah, we want to remind right. you all of something very important to us, very dear to our hearts, something that we – I need this weekly, and and that's why I say this as the bumper every week, but don't grow weary in doing good. Um, like, man, this world is messy. This life is messy. It is so easy to get sucked into a negative <laughs> lifestyle, a complaining negative lifestyle And we forget that we need to just be doing good. Stop being involved in things that aren't good. Like if it's Mm -hmm. not positive, if it's not uplifting, get out of it. Um, Do something different. Be that difference, that change. Do something good in Jesus' name for other people. I'm Aaron, and this is Josh, and we will see you next week on Behind the Beards. we're all growing a beard. (laughs)
1: man's face should never be bare we just want some facial hair we're anticipating yeah everyone's waiting for